welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. Here on the podcast, we hear stories from women who are living out their faith-filled adventures. We cover all things dreams, home life, work life, and faith. And my hope is that these conversations encourage you to live your own life to the full. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm a graphic designer and founder of Honey and Gold, designing products that encourage you to have more of God's word in your heart and your home. Sometimes life is awesome. Sometimes it's not, but we can still find joy in the midst of it all. My guest for today is Larissa. Her and her husband, James, pastor the Collective Church and operate a midweek cafe and barber in Brisbane called The House. They have a full life and we talk all about following her God dream. I love it when Larissa talks about doing the safe dream, but then things fell apart and then they did the thing that they knew God had put in their heart to begin with. We talk about plant-based diets, miscarriage and feeding the rich and poor at the one table. It was such a rich and fun conversation. I hope you're encouraged to go and do the dream God has put inside you. Today, I'm finding joy with Larissa from the house. Here's our conversation. Hi, Larissa. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. That is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So it's a pleasure. And um, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Just tell us a bit about who you are, who's in your family and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, my name is Larissa and I'm um, about to turn 31 years old, actually. Um, Very cool. My husband and I, yeah, <laughs> my husband and I, we've been married for nearly 10 years next month. And we got three kids. My eldest is eight. Her name is London. Jagger is six. And um, my baby is 10 months old and his name is Valentine. And that's us. Very and we live cool. in Toowong, in Brisbane. Very cool. We run something called The House, which I'm sure we're going to elaborate on. We'll definitely <laughs> talk about that. Yep. Yeah. And I've just finished being qualified as a Pilates instructor. So that's fun. So and, cool. Um, yeah, that's us. That's awesome. That is a big yeah. gap between your middle and youngest. I didn't realise it was that big. Yeah, it's quite huge, actually. Um, so you've got the two I at school or no? Two at school, yeah. yes, two at yes. school. And so I'm often mistaken as a first-time mum, which like. Well, you do look very uh, young, like, so. <laughs> in a good way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's fun. Oh, but you've awesome. got three too. So yes. as we were just saying before, like it's, my gosh, three years. Whoever has oh. more than three, how are you alive and well? I don't it understand it. must just all blend I'm, into some big mess or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you You must like have to submit to the chaos, which I already have with three, but I can't imagine four. No. Well, I'm one of nine. So my mum had nine kids. So I think chaos <gasps> is, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now that's crazy. So I'm speech. Yeah. I'm actually speechless. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, I should get her on here actually. Wow. Ask her all her mothering questions. Uh, so funny. Yeah, yeah. So grew up in definitely. a big family. That's mm. huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. But that's but that's exactly where I met you at the house in um is it East yeah. Brisbane, isn't the suburb? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. East and Brisbane. I met you like at a church, our church at the time, like is having some women's stuff there and all that sort of stuff. And I remember meeting you there and just hearing the vision about what you have created. Paint a picture for us what it is. Like when you walk in, it's different to every other coffee shop. And I know the heart is different and we'll get to that, but it even looks mm. different. Can you just sort of give a visual to the listening ear yeah. of what yeah, it looks yeah, totally. like? It's totally Instagrammable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything is white. The floors are white. The walls are white. The ceiling's white. We have white lights everywhere. 
the tables are white, although we tried to get white chairs, but we could not find the right white chairs. So we went with a gray chair. <laughs> so anyway, that's fine. We wish they were white, but we're just, we're happy to settle with gray. And we've got a barber shop there. Again, it's all white. And then a kid's space, which we have the white floor, white walls, white ceiling, but then we've done like all this really cool, colorful artwork all like on the floor to the ceiling to the roof, which is really fun. But I guess the whole idea behind it is that you are the masterpiece. We wanted to kind of create a space where, I mean, you know, we've had so many people come to us and be like, oh, we've got like this artwork to put on the wall and we've got no artwork on the wall because we want the people to be the artwork of the space. And so basically it's just a blank canvas and when you're in it, you are, you're the focus really. I love that. And it's even on the wall in yeah. like letter, like vinyl lettering and stuff yeah. like that. You are the masterpiece. Yeah, we have I love got it. that. That's so the cool. only thing we've got. Yeah, you are the masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's such a cool space. What yeah, was, can you, you take us back to the beginning of that? Like you don't just end up there. I know you guys yeah. have been involved in church life for a long time. Can you rewind yeah. and take us back to where you come from, I guess, on a church background and then what made you start something like that? Yeah. Well, I grew up as a PK, pastor's kid, for those that don't Me know too. what that stands for. There you go. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then James and I got married and I moved to the sunny coast. We were youth pastoring up there. And um, we, one year were in Bali and um, we kind of just felt like, yeah, we felt like we wanted to open a cafe and be like the pastors of that cafe. And so we kind of spoke to our pastor about it. And, you know, we thought this is going to be our church. Like we're going to be the pastors of this cafe. And anyway, we did this training on how to plant a church. And basically we got scared of our original vision. We got scared to start a cafe. Wow. So we just started a church to start like, yeah, at the, yeah, at wow. the beginning. You know, we did the whole like interest nights at our house. And well, yeah, we moved to Brisbane. London was two at the time. I just, I was pregnant with Jagger when we moved, about to pop. And um, I gave birth to him and then we had an interest night and we kind of just started building that, like, church at our house. And then we launched the church in a venue and basically our church grew really fast to about 250 people within, like, the first six months. But it didn't feel like our church and it didn't feel right the whole time. We both knew that it wasn't us and wasn't what God wanted us to do, but we didn't actually know how to do something different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so at the time though, we had started a salon in the city in order to pay our wage. And so we had like all these people coming in for haircuts all week and we were alive. Like, you know, we were in the salon and I was selling flowers and, you know, around and helping James because James is actually a senior hairdresser. Wow. Anyway, so we would be alive in the salon and then come Sunday, we would be so stressed. It is not even funny. Like I remember one Sunday we were setting up a church and I walked into the chemist downstairs and I was just like, do you have anything? Cause I couldn't, every Sunday would come and we would just fight like nothing else. Yeah. Like our home was so tense from the minute we'd wake up. Yeah. Like I remember walking into the chemist and being like, do you have anything for this anxiety and they were like no you need to go see someone like we can't mm. give you anything over the counter yeah and I just remember walking around the city being like I hate this like it's such a strong word but like I genuinely did not want to be there 
And then come Monday morning, we would be so pumped to be in the salon and like, you know. Yeah. So we knew that, I mean, obviously there's a red flag, like, but it took us so long to like pay attention to what was going on. And I remember, I think it was our um, first birthday, we brought out a cake and we'd sung happy birthday and church was full and we had a guest speaker and I was standing at the front and I said to James, I'm just like, this doesn't feel like our church. And he was like, I know. And so, but we didn't do anything about it. <laughs> we were like, oh, well, we're in too deep now, so hold on tight. Wow, steep. Yeah, so anyway, then um, I think it was the end of, like literally two years later, hmm. we ended up with three people at church on Sunday. <laughs> and so, Wow, what happened? Yeah, so exactly. That was the catalyst then for yeah, being Yeah, we like, were kind of like, yeah, we were like, okay, so we grew really fast and then following couple of years it's kind of like we didn't listen so God was like all right guys I'm just gonna help you out <laughs> I was gonna and, say isn't it funny how even though you were disobeying or you know yeah. like not disobeying but you know what I mean weren't yeah, listening yeah. to the to the big dream and you were just yeah. doing the self dream yeah he still made that grow but obviously yeah <laughs> chapter yeah. two I is mean, that it, it, had a, it had an expiry date yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah like so we were in this venue and we kind of like pitched it. This was before we were at three people. We were kind of in this venue in Spring Hill and like people were starting to leave our church and we were kind of like, oh, that's fine. And we were like, you know what, let's move to James Street. Let's like let's like be where the people are, except then that move, we're still in a random movie theatre, like away from everybody. And so, yeah, and that's when we like, ended up at three people on a Sunday and then our team, like there was more people on stage than wasn't. It was kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> and it was funny because that particular Sunday we were actually in Bali when there was three people there. And oh wow, like we knew it was bad when Sam and Jazz were running it for us while we were away. They called mm. us and they never call us on holidays, but we were like, oh no, because it was already heading downhill. Yeah. And when that yes. we got that phone call, they were just like, we needed to share the burden. We know you're away, but yeah, anyway. So then it was that, it was that few weeks following that, that we just felt so lost. And so like, what are we going to do for us? It was like, either we take a risk and do what we felt we were meant to do in the first place, or we moved to Bali. So those were our two options, Right. either shut down completely and move away, or actually just do what we felt we were meant to do. So when you came back from that Bali trip, was that You'd, like, you'd obviously just gone for a holiday and you came back and that was the two yeah. choices that you were facing. Yeah. And so did, that was you obviously chose to stay? Yes, we did. We were like, we've lost it all. Like what else have we got to lose? James at this point was off staff yep. and running his own marketing company just because like we didn't have anyone in our church. So we just had to yeah, put food on the table. create yeah. our own business. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Which was amazing because God had so much favour on that business. That was really incredible. And then how did you find the venue that you've got now? Yeah, so um, when we got back, Joel and Jules Abel came to our church Yep. and basically Joel and James had this big conversation. They went driving and James had always said, we want to be on this, like the north side of the river, like we don't want to go south. We're not a south church, we're a north church. God, we don't know so why Brisbane. we don't know why so yeah 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 right I know it's like that crossing the river is a big deal <laughs> anyway so he's looking with Joel all on the north side and then they left and 
we were at home one night and James was like, what if I just looked south? Like, what if there's, and so literally he got his phone, went on realestate.com. He's like, I'm just going to look south. Found the venue that we're in now, drove there. The landlord was there at the same time and was like, are you okay? Do you need help? And so then he took him through and basically we were just like, we had no money. Our church had no money. So James and I were like, this is now our personal savings sacrifice because if this doesn't work, well, we've just wasted all of our savings. And then, you know, there's also the pride, like, you know, you kind of look like an idiot as well. But yeah. <laughs> we, were prepared. we were kind of yeah. like, we've got nothing else to lose. So just all your savings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we did That's it. Amazing. We signed the lease. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And how long ago was that? Yeah. How long ago did you start there? That was almost two years ago in a month. No, yeah. in two months. Yeah, the 15th. Oh, no, it was the 17th of November 2019. So, yeah, nearly two years ago. That's not long. Yeah. That's not long, really, in the grand scheme of no. things. I know. And it's um, like no, you said, you st- you've got the hairdresser, you've got the cafe, and you still do meet now as a church, right? Is that true? Still on a yeah. Sunday. So, yeah, you still yeah, have totally. that church space. Yeah on the Sunday and then the cafe during the week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's actually surreal. I was there today, this afternoon when it was shut and I was just like, I just am so thankful, God, like, thank you. You know, like he really, like, I'm just so thankful that we ended up listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And what did Mm. the last, you know, like we've just been through COVID, we're still coming out of COVID here. Mm. What did that look like for for you guys as a hospitality kind of business and even as a church, I guess, what did that look like? I guess like the first week when everything got announced, like that day was just like, I don't think anyone came in. I think we were all in every person in Australia when they announced everything was just in shock. And I remember we were just sitting out on the streets kind of staring like, what does this mean for our lives? And so that week was really quiet. But what we found is like, we were so blessed because Every church had to close, but we still had a shop front and we had the community coming in. Like we had people that had just lost their jobs on their way home. Like it was such a pivotal moment, I think, in our history, like in our lives really. And we got to be support for people throughout that whole kind of season. And I guess like our whole mission at the house is to eradicate loneliness. And as we've all seen this kind of COVID play out like that is the biggest issue here is like loneliness and mental illness as a result of what we've all been through over the last year and a half and so for us to be able to be there with a mission and with staff that have that same mission absolutely it's been like honestly it's priceless like it's we are so honored that we were in this position like I just think it's crazy that we listened two years ago and then all this happened and then our cafe has been full of lonely people wow. for the last, year, you know, two for years. For such a like time as this, such, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just mm. so special to be a part of. So, yeah. Do people notice that? Like do they say stuff to you guys? Like obviously not everyone's a Christian. Like I know you employ Christian people, but, you know, people who walk in art, yeah. do they notice stuff? Do they say stuff to you guys? Yeah, like it's funny because some people feel quite overwhelmed sometimes, like really? if they're not like, you know, like when people walk in and you've got like a few people just overly excited to see you <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? It can be yeah. a bit like, 
oh my gosh but you know what like no one yeah yeah (laughs) like no one ever no one ever hates being loved on but I think initially people can be like oh hi like I've walked into a cult yeah 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 exactly but no I think it's so cool and we've got this board um called pay it forward and where people can you know buy food and drink or like a meal deal so like yeah like a food and a coffee they can pay it forward essentially and they get their little magnet and they go put it on the board and we ring the bell and everyone cheers and I just think like there's such a special I guess culture at the cafe and it's amazing how people just like when people find out about it it's like people are all too quick to just then buy one you know people just love that they're yeah that they have the opportunity, I guess, because I think so many people want to help others. Yes. Yeah. It like just humanity. Like I think it's actually it's in our DNA mm. to want to help. Except so often people don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so when they're at the cafe and we give them the option to buy someone a meal, like people are just like, of course. Yeah, yes. I, I want to do that. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, like add it to my, you know, coffee yeah. price. So tap yeah. that card. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that. totally. Yeah, totally. The Finding Joy podcast is brought to you by Honey and Gold. Wall art, stationery, and gifts beautifully designed to encourage you to have more of God's word in your heart and home. Head to honeyandgold.com.au and use the code FINDINGJOY for 10% off your order. Honey and Gold is designed for the days you need to be reminded of God's truth. Now it's back to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have taken this model too, this house thing. I saw just recently you're up at the mm. ACC conference and you have your little, yeah. you call it your tiny house. I think it's really cool, the like a trailer house. on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? Yeah, what, totally. What's the story behind that one? Well, we basically, we bought that trailer four years ago, I think it was, four or five years ago as a storage unit for when we were doing set up pack down. And then ever since then, it's basically just followed my family around and it just sits outside of wherever we live. I don't know who it was. I don't know who suggested it. I think the boys have wanted to do it for so long. Like they have, James has talked about it for so long about, oh, imagine that was a cafe. But then we've just always been like, oh yeah, like too hard. Yeah. And then I guess, yeah, with the house, we were kind of like, it's not really, well, yeah, I guess we want to create more spaces and where people have the opportunity to be a part of this and not everyone's going to be able to get to the house or there's a lot of people that probably would never walk into the house because of the way that it looks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we created the tiny house with the idea that it will go, that we want rich and poor to eat together. And so wherever we take the tiny house, kind of the idea is we get out the tables and chairs and we set up tables and chairs and we sell really good food and if you can't afford it it's free wow but if you can your meal pays for the next person so we haven't taken it on the road for that purpose because we've just finished it a week ago right before that (laughs) conference that conference was basically the test run to see how it would go so good. Yeah, so it's finished now. So now we're just really excited to get it out there and to take it mm. to, yeah, where people are. That's so exciting. Yeah. So shifting gear a little bit, I know you mentioned that you are qualified to be a Pilates instructor and I, yeah. with in my following of you on <laughs> socials and stuff, and I know you're really into health and stuff like that. My mum is a health nut. Oh, I love that. All very plant-based and all that sort of stuff. 
And it just oh, intrigues so me. Yeah, what led you down that path also? Like owning a cafe, good food, you know, I'm sure it's not all plant-based, but yeah, what Definitely led you down that path? And... <laughs> the Philly Steak Friday. <laughs> it's so funny because I said to James, I'm like, we are, him and I are plant-based but our cafe definitely doesn't represent that. So rest assured that will be changing. But (laughs) no, so as a teenager, I think when I was in grade 12, I had a really bad relationship with food, just like terrible body image. It It wasn't a great time in my life. And coming out of that, I truly believe like that this love for health and food is a gift from God, like because it's what helped heal me. It was definitely part of my healing process. And I would just literally read books as an 18 year old about nightshades and this and that. And like, I would just like engulf what different foods did for my body as I learned that they weren't the enemy and that just the, yeah, the need that my body had for food. And so I fell in love with eating well as an 18 year old. And then yeah, I kind of like, then I had kids and, you know, we got busy, youth, we were youth pastors and it, it probably wasn't the central focus of my life. Although if anyone that is listening has done any kind of, I guess, research into what food does to your body and what starving your body of food does to your body, I basically have ruined my gut forever wow. by the way I treated my body as an 18 year, as a teenager. And so I'm so sensitive to so many different foods now that if I don't eat well, I'm just sick all the time. And so basically I have no choice but to (laughs) love health, which I guess is a great thing, but um, I actually enjoy it. I listen to a podcast called The Plant Proof Radio basically all day, every day. The guy, his name is Simon Hill and he's a plant-based, I guess, advocate we only went plant-based about seven months ago. Yeah, right. That's changed my life. I was always healthy and always really interested in health, but I think this year, I don't know what it is about your 30s. It does something, something happens in your brain yeah. where it cha- it, you change. Like, And so, yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. been, I really loved learning so much about it. But yeah, yeah, but you feel heaps better on it. Oh, like we feel amazing. It is, wow. it's so good. I guess. I overthink everything. So like I have to, when it comes to my kids, we all went plant-based initially, but I guess I worry so much about their B12 and their iron and all of that. So they're plant predominant (laughs) (laughs) if we're going to get into the nitty and gritties, but let's go the nitty gritty. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But yeah, that's fun. (laughs) That's cool. So they enjoy it. They obviously don't care. I was actually shocked. Yeah, totally. But when my when we go to my parents' house, we have dinner with my parents once a week. And um, my mum at the start tried to cook a plant based meal on a Wednesday night. And then I said to her because I could tell she was like, "I don't know what to feed you." And I was like, "You know what? Wednesday nights, don't worry about it. Like, just we'll have meat once a week." And the kids love it. They love that night. That's so good. (laughs) You're like, please, mum, no, don't even try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. They're like, we Spaghetti love mum's day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, funny. So cool. So, how do you see that playing in with your Pilates? Do you see something else there that God is maybe putting on your heart about that? Yeah, definitely. So, 
it's funny, I haven't spoken a lot about it, so this is probably the first time I actually articulate it. Hot to, off the press here. Yeah, exactly. About um, a year ago, so I've wanted to do my training for a few years now. Yeah, about three years ago, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do the training in my 28th year. But then I had two miscarriages within the space of about 12 months. And so, and then this, that's when kind of this, the house was happening and the idea of kind of getting qualified was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, I'll do it one day. And then a year ago, I read a book by Bob Goff called Dream Big and it changed my life and it changed my, I guess my thinking really as well about what I can do in my life. And just like, it just gave me permission to just be like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, so what this is, <laughs> um, I've always yeah. wanted to open a retreat for people. Obviously, based on what James and I do, you can tell that we love people. And I want to open a retreat where people can come and they can afford to come there because I find retreats mm. can be so expensive and everyone needs an opportunity to get away and just spend some time, just to spend some time out, like being looked after and, you know, like, clearing their mind and working out mm. and eating nourishing food. So I, I've wanted to create it for a few years, but always I never really knew how to take the first step. So I guess my Pilates training, thinking into the big picture, it is my first step towards that. And I guess for me too, it was also showing myself that I can do it despite having the three kids or whatever that I was like, I can qualify to do this. Like I am smart enough to study anatomy and, you know, all this stuff that you're just yeah. kind of like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get my head around that. The lies we tell ourselves, hey, oh, that we, we can't do it or who am I to think this big or who am I to dream this dream? Yeah. And isn't there someone better? Or And it's not that we're necessarily better than someone else. We're just doing the thing, right? It's not, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're not less no, than anyone else either. So Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm sorry about the miscarriages. I also have experienced miscarriage. I know that that's really hard and can really do some damage to your body physically, but also just the grief and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I'm sorry I agree. to hear that. Thank you. And me to you too, babe. Thanks. It's a lot. So, that's awesome. I love Bob Goff's book. I've read that dream have book. Have you? So good. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he's such a yep. great writer. Have you done the Enneagram? I haven't. I do need to do that. My friend Jazz is into it and she talks about it all the time. Yeah. And I just, I'm always thinking when she's talking, I'm like, I need to sort, I need to figure out where I sit on that, but I know I haven't done it. And I'm going to do it tonight after we hang up. Do it. I'd be interested to see what you are. If you love Bob Goff and you've got all these big dreams and yeah, but anyway, be interested to see what you are. Yeah. That's so cool. So good. (laughs) I love the way you and James, you're so inclusive of other people, like, you know, from the house and you're saying you want to do this retreat and it's very outward focused. Where do you think, like you've grown up in church, but where do you think that has come from? that inclusive nature that you have and natural yeah. hospitality. That's what it feels like to me. Oh, I'm glad. Honestly, I think the way everyone has their gifts, honestly, I think definitely our parents have played a role in this. Both of our parents are very much involved with people and love people. And we've both grown up in households that basically have had the door wide open to other people all the time. Mm. That's a huge part of it, I think. Um, We both grew up in that culture. And then I guess after having that foundation within ourselves, we both feel like this is our gift to the body of Christ. So everyone has their expression or their gift that 
they feel that God wants them to give to the body of Christ. I think for Mm. us running church, like other people run church isn't our gift and it's not where God wants us, but this Mm. is. And then you might find that for the next person, they could think of nothing worse than to do what we're doing. Mm. So I think it's just, we found where we fit. And um, when you find that it is so freeing it like is the greatest source of fuel to your passion to like finally feel, you know, that feeling when something fits and you're just like, this is where I'm meant to be. This yeah. feels right. It's like your and sweet I, spot and it doesn't feel yeah, like work then, does it? Yeah, That's exactly right. I'm like, we have two Sunday services now, but like Saturday nights are so, there's like Saturday nights are so relaxed. Sunday mornings are so chill. And I'm like, I go to both services, whereas if you had asked me to go to two services of what we used to do, I would have said absolutely not. Like, I hang around because I'm just like, I don't want to leave. Like, this is the best. These are no people, yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing how that's happened? You know, like, what a change. In, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. It is really cool. God is very cool like that. Yeah, yeah fully. I agree. So you're a mum, you lead a church, you do all these things, you have these big dreams and stuff like that. but. I guess my question, what do you build into your life or what do you physically remove from your life to make all this run smoothly? Give us your keys to living an awesome life. I know we all don't all the time. but Yeah, no, definitely not all the time. In fact, I'm sitting amongst chaos right now. (laughs) I have learned one thing and I am like, I don't know what the word, I'm not a perfectionist by any stretch of the word. But I like to have everything done the way I like it to be done. And every night after dinner, I'm like, the dishes have to be done right then. I like to vacuum the floor right then. I'm like, everything has to happen right at that moment when it's bedtime, when there's far more important things that need to be done in that moment. I like to still have everything done the way I like them to be done. I have learned to let go of that a little bit, not fully, but to some degree. Yeah. I th- and I think that my sanity, I've had to do that for my sanity. Yeah. But in terms of what I build into my life, honestly, like you know what it's like with three kids, I can't predict what my day is going to look like. And so I definitely think there's seasons, like I go through seasons where different things are important in that yeah. season. I've learned, I mean, obviously everyone needs their space away from their kids, not just like at home on the couch at night when they're in bed, but like out of the home. Like I Mm. need my space. Like even if I go for a drive, like I just need to get out. And I've, you know, as um, superficial as this sound, I actually signed up to City Cave to get a sauna. It's I love that place. It's amazing. I'm a convert. Yeah. Have you got a membership? Look, I'm tempted to. I just went and okay. tried it one time because I was like, I didn't know how I would feel, yeah. how claustrophobic it would be and everything. Oh, did you do a float or a I sauna? Did, well, I did a sauna and a float. Oh, <laughs> oh that's luxury. It was amazing. <laughs> Honestly, it's so cheap. It's like 25 bucks a month. Then I'm forced to go have a sauna once a month because that, like, it's like a sauna. One. Anyway, that Such hour, a shame. yeah, yeah I, it's got a Bluetooth in the sauna as well and I just put on this playlist by... I think it's upper room. And I lay there with my, you know, I changed my lights and I'm like, and I just lay there for an hour. And I'm like, it is honestly, I'm like, it's forced me to stop. Yes. It's amazing. So I just found that awkward at the beginning. I was like, oh, there's so much silence. The silence was just so awkward. I'm sitting in this cubicle going, do do do. I took a book to read, but. Oh, oh did you read it? Yeah. 
I did a little bit, but even then I was just like a bit jittery. I was like, oh, yeah. young mums, get a membership to City Cave. That's what you need. Yes, definitely. Definitely oh, do so that. Good. So thank you so much for chatting with us today, Larissa. I feel like we could talk for heaps longer. We definitely could. But two questions that I want to finish with that we ask all our guests. Uh, first yeah. is what is bringing you joy in your life right now? Honestly, I think just, okay, oh, this sounds so superficial. Am I, okay. I was allowed to be superficial, right? Yeah, deeper or as superficial as you like. Okay, deep level, definitely my husband. After having my third child, he's just the most helpful, incredible person and I just have a really deep like love and respect for him and just gratitude for him. So he's definitely, and then the other thing is I just got a Delta coffee maker and I make my own, it's kind of like an AeroPress, but it's not. So I don't really know what box to put that in, but I find making something in the mornings, first thing that I then enjoy does something for me starting my day. Like I then like, I'll make myself a coffee and then just the process of making it yeah, and then it tastes really good and then going to have some quiet time with it. I'm just like, it's just does something really it good to my so brain. Good. I think so. And as a mum, a child hasn't undone it. It's not, you don't have to redo it. Yeah. Except to enjoy it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. I love that. And what are you reading, watching or listening to at the moment that you want to share? Yeah. So I'm listening to the Plant Proof Radio. Definitely check that out if you are after evidence-based health advice, I guess. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that. And I haven't really, I've been watching The Block. That's about. I love The Block. That's about so it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So good. Who's your favourite on The Block at the moment? It changes because they keep stabbing each other in the back. I know. It I don't love anyone, is, really. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is the most dramatic season of The Block. I just want there to be some kind of team camaraderie between everybody. So. The least dramatic couple is probably Kirsty and Jesse, and so they're probably yeah taking it for me. Their out their backyard yeah. was incredible last night. It was amazing. Last and Sunday I night. loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love running in George's interior, but they are just not my yes. favorite. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Very cool. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Larissa. If people want to follow you and the house, how can they do that? Uh, yep. So my Insta is just at Larissa Renee. And then the house is underscore, underscore, underscore. The house. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We'll link it all in the show notes anyway so people can track you and find out where, where you're at. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for chatting, Jordan. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you did, why not take a screenshot and share on socials or with a friend? And we'd love it if you rated and reviewed the show so more people can hear and be encouraged. Don't forget to follow Honey and Gold on Instagram for the latest episodes and happenings. And we'll see you next time on the Finding Joy podcast. Thanks so much for listening.